first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Hey, welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Sahiba, and today we're going to have lots of fun talking about Maleficent, the Addams Family, Racing Dion, and Gemini Man. And first, we're going to begin talking with Abraham and Zoe on Maleficent. Hi, so I'm excited to see what you have to tell me about this film. So first, um, can you tell me um, what's it about and what's Maleficent doing in this film? Well, basically, it's about Aurora, and she's going to get married with Prince Philip. But I guess Maleficent, she kind of gets a bit jealous and stuff, especially, like, at a dinner that everyone's, like, invited to to celebrate. And then at one point, she kind of disappears into this place called the Dark Fae. So then the rest of the film is pretty much war between two kingdoms and then seeing who's going to win and trying to fight for peace. Ooh, that sounds interesting. I watched the trailer, and, like, from what I saw, it looks really dark. But, um, can you tell me how you felt watching this movie? Yeah, I, I think the visuals are beautiful. Um, I do feel like the dark thing in general is very dark, but despite its, like, dreary appearance, um, appearance it, like, I feel like it's definitely a place that everyone is most truthful, and it's a very beautiful area if you actually look at it. And I feel like the second part of films, usually it's never, like, as good as the first part, but I did like it. Oh, that's good. So, Abraham, can you tell me a little bit about what you thought of the acting in Maleficent? The acting in Maleficent is mostly carried by... And Michelle Pfeiffer's character and Angelina Jolie, as they are both veteran actors. And I would generally think that the acting is very good on their parts, but the actor who played Princess Aurora, uh, her name is slipping my mind, I'm sorry, but her line delivery at some points is a bit odd and wouldn't really be what you would say, I guess, or what you would, how you would feel in those situations. And that's my my main issue with the acting in this film. Oh, that's interesting. Do you agree with Abraham Zoe? Yeah, I feel well. I feel like Angelina Jolie is just the perfect Maleficent because she's like sarcastic and funny and wise at the all like at the same time. But most of the film isn't like completely directed to her. I actually got the opportunity to talk to Chiswell Geoford, which is a new male fairy. From the Dark Fae, his name is Connell. And yeah, he's super nice, and his acting in the film was also very um, nice. Awesome. That's so cool that you got to meet the cast. And so, Abraham, can you tell me about the special effects? It looks very grand from what I saw in the trailer. Uh, yes, just like the first movie, this special the, the special effects in this film are amazing, and it is a beautiful movie to look at. And Apart from a few scenes, most of the special effects are on point, and you can't really tell that it's special effects, and that's kind of the point. Yeah. And so, Zoe, what are your thoughts on the costume design? I love the costumes in this film. They were, like, 
So in the other kind, I guess you can call it like a realm where like Aurora pretty much lives. The costumes there were more naturistic, if that's a word, or like everything was kind of based around there. And then there's like a huge change. And then the other side is more royalty and stuff. And I feel like this film is more like there's not as much action going on, but like it is very beautiful to watch. And I feel like the costumes are a big portray in that because if the costumes aren't good it kind of ruins everything yeah I remember like watching the first movie I was a huge fan of like Maleficent's costume design I thought it was pretty cool but um Abraham so how would you compare um Maleficent 2 to the first one I I like them both about the same which is it's a beautiful film to look at but the story isn't that great, and it could be refined a bit more and be a bit less chaotic at times. Okay, and Zoe, do you agree with um, Abraham as well about that? Yeah, I already said, like, I feel no film. Well, it kind of depends, but usually the second contribute to a film isn't usually as good, and I definitely felt the same vibe with this one because I felt like, the act, everything was like good in this film. It just it didn't have the wow factor that the other one had because the other one was like brand new. And this one, like you kind of already know like what's going on and stuff, so it's not like as fresh. Okay, well you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Maleficent, the Adams Family, Gemini Man, and Raising Dion. And right now I'm going to continue talking with Zoe and Abraham about Maleficent. So Abraham, can you tell me um, a bit about the character development and if there are any differences in Maleficent's character to what we've previously seen? I find it kind of strange that in the last movie, the first Maleficent movie, rather, she ends on this note of becoming this kind godmother. But in the beginning of this film and throughout the movie, she's shown as this menacing force again. And I find that kind of strange. Like, I understand why, because she's supposed to be protective. But it ended on that note of her becoming this more trusting person, right? And that part kind of didn't really make sense. But overall, I think she did develop into a better fae, I guess, in the end. Yeah, that is interesting. I noticed that in the trailer, too. And I saw how, like, she's transformed. And I didn't know if she was going backwards. But did, do you think it um, negatively impacted the movie? I don't think it neg- negatively impacted that movie, the movie too much. But it was just a bit strange to see them go backwards. Yeah, for sure. And so, Zoe, did you have a favorite part of watching Maleficent? Maybe, like, kind of where the battle begins, because I feel like that's kind of where most of the visual effects come in this film. And at that point, it's kind of deep on into the story and everything's starting to make a little more sense. So I really, like, enjoyed what they, like, had to do there, because they obviously had to do something different. And I like seeing... Every like all the cool explosions and the fairies and everything. Yeah, that's really cool. And Abraham, what about you? Did you have a favorite part? Uh, my favorite part is probably the introduction to the Fey world because it's such a beautiful thing to look at all of these different like environments and habitats these 
creatures live in. And it's I can compare I compare it to the scene in Fantastic Beasts where they go into Newt Scamander's briefcase and see all the habitats of all the animals. It's an amazing scene to look at, and it's beautifully shot from all the CGI it has. Oh, I'm excited to see this. Like both you and Zoe have been like telling me how beautiful this um, imaginative place is, and I think I'll watch the movie like just for that. And so, Zoe, what messages um, did this movie sort of express? Um, I think the message of this film is love doesn't like always end well, because in this film they're kind of trying. Like, the king and Prince Philip and Aurora, they all kind of want peace. Then everyone else wants war. And love doesn't always end well, and I feel like that's a very true message. And I like that they did something different this time. Instead of showing something positive, they show, like, the negative side of the world, which is kind of dark at the same time, but, like, it's nice. Yeah, it makes any sense. (laughs) It does, it does. That's really interesting. I like it when films you know, try to do something different. And that is, like, a really cool thing. And so, Abraham, what are your thoughts on the music? The music is... It, it's not too noticeable compared to movies such as... Joker, I guess? I don't... Um, because, it can, it, sure, it, go, it fits with the themes of the current scene or whatever, but I don't think it's anything outstanding. It just carries the movie along, and if it didn't exist, then... It wouldn't really work, but I don't think it's anything outstanding. Okay, and finally, Abraham, what would you say the age range should be, and how many stars would you give it? Um, I believe that this film would be appropriate for ages 9 to 18, but of course adults might enjoy as well, and I give it 3 out of 5 stars. Awesome, and Zoe, how about you? Um... I'd probably give Maleficent like a four out of five stars. And I don't know if this is very violent for ages six to 16, but like around that age range and adults as well, because adults like pretty much any movie. Yep, awesome. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk with um, you, Abraham and Zoe. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, and so be sure to check out Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, in theaters today. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Sonic Boom Season 2, Volume 1. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. 
For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. On the Right Road with host Paula Phillips has arrived at Voice America. With remarkable heart and realness, this popular program brings inspiration, ideas, opportunities, and help to teachers and parents around the globe who work daily to guide kids on the right road in school and in life. Join the Right Road family of kindness, uplifting, and support. Tune in to On the Right Road, live every first and third Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Maleficent, and next we'll be talking with Zoe about Raising Dion. Welcome back, Zoe. Hi. Hi. So, can you tell me a little bit about the series, and what is it about? Um, well, I feel like with this Netflix series, it kind of brings a little bit to the whole family, because it brings drama, but at the same time, comedy and everything. So it's basically about a single mom named Nicole who lost her husband, Mark, which is Dion's dad. And the name of the series actually is because it's about raising Dion. And so basically one day, like he kind of finds out he has superpowers. And I feel like that's very cool. But at the same time, like I can understand the stress that Nicole would be going through because that's kind of scary. So then she's basically trying to find help and stuff and trying to keep this whole situation out of control. And Pat doesn't always do the right things. So he kind of messes her plan up. But um, I did really like the acting and everything in this film and I did enjoy it. Okay. And who is the character Pat that you mentioned? Um, Pat is Mark's best friend. So he kind of helps Nicole at the beginning of everything, but then towards the end, he kind of goes, I guess you can say kind of psycho and stuff. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, I'm curious because there's so many, like, superhero movies and TV shows that have come out recently. So, like, how does Raising Dion um, separate itself from all the abundance of superhero, like, stuff today? Well, first off, Dion is a kid. He's um, actually younger than everyone else in his school and stuff, so life's kind of struggling for him, too, because he doesn't really understand anything. But it's different because most superheroes are older, and they kind of can control anything, and they're fighting crime. But he, he, I feel like he has a power within himself to control stuff, like, he kind of understands what's going on, but at the same time, he's little and is still getting to know the world better. 
So that's probably the biggest difference between um, superheroes and Dion. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think it would be exciting to watch um, Dion, like such a young boy, deal with all these superpowers. But um, what did you think of the special effects in Raising Dion? The special effects are well done. And I like I enjoyed seeing them. I just feel like the story tries to put so many different elements and then it kind of loses focus. But like... I feel like the special effects were nice to see because if you're going to have superpowers, you're obviously going to need a little bit of, like, pizzazz to add on to that because you can't just have superpowers and not, like, do anything. Yeah, for sure. And so can you tell me a little bit more about um, the plot and where you thought it went wrong? Well, I just kind of feel like they added too much, like, in my opinion, I felt like it would have been better if they kind of split this into, like, added, like, a tiny quarter of this series, like, a couple episodes into the second season and slowed everything down. Because if you rush it, then you, like, everything just starts to become, like, wait, what just happened? Because it's going very fast. Because I feel like they were just trying to cram too much in there to keep the audience engaged, but instead it kind of made everyone not want it continue. Oh, no. Yeah, that's not good either. Like, you know, you can't have too much or too little. It has to be just right. Yeah. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Maleficent, the Addams Family, Racing Dion, and Gemini Man. And right now I'm going to continue talking with Zoe about Racing Dion. So, so you were just telling me how the plot, it has too much in it and that makes you sort of not want to watch it. So do you think you'd be interested in watching season two or would you probably give it a pass? Um, despite the fact that it's very rushed, I would actually be very interested in watching season two, mainly because it's kind of left you on a cliffhanger. Um, it kind of leaves it on a good note but at the same time it's like oh wait what what can they bring to kind of make it better in season two which i hoping that they're gonna do but also because of the acting there was this little girl her name is esperanza which is dion's best friend and netflix kind of involved disability like people with disabilities into this series which i love because i don't feel like you see very well and she kind of stole the show for me. She was one of my favorite characters, and I felt like she did amazing. So I want to see what she can do in the second series or season. <laughs> That's really awesome that they did that. That's very sweet. And so can you tell me a little bit more about the acting um, of Dion and his mother? Yeah, I actually interviewed Alicia Ringwright, who plays Nicole, and I interviewed Pat. I just forgot his name. Oh, no. Um, yeah. But I felt like one thing that I did really like about the series is that everything is very realistic and it's very relatable for everyone to watch. So they were very good. And I just, the acting in general in this film is very well done or very good. <laughs> That's wonderful. And so how was this experience to meet the cast? What sort of did you get to ask them and what did they tell you? 
Um, I pretty much asked them about how is it working with Dion, which is Jaisa Young, and also Sammy, who plays Esperanza. And they kind of just told me about other characters that were involved and how the whole story kind of was put together and stuff. They were very nice, actually. And I definitely enjoy talking to them. That's really a nice experience. And so do you have a favorite episode? Um, this is hard because every episode is kind of different. <laughs> No. Well, one thing I did like is that every episode at the top, instead of saying like episode one and episode two, it would say issue one, issue two. And I thought that was very creative. Yeah. Is that like comic book style sort of? Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's really cool. And so can you also tell me a little bit about the music? Um... The music in this film is average. I really didn't notice it that much. Well, I do feel like music is important in any series because without music, basically, you're just watching actors. And even if they're incredibly good, you still need something to kind of be playing in the background. So I would say it's pretty much like any Netflix series would have it. Okay. And so finally, Zoe, what would you say the age range and star rating should be for Raising Dion? I would probably recommend it for ages 10 to 18 because of mild violent scenes and probably for adults as well. Um, and I would give it a four out of five stars. Okay, well, it's been so much fun to talk with you, Zoe, about raising Dion. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, too. Thanks. And so be sure to check out Raising Dion on Netflix today. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Sonic Boom Season 2, Volume 1. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
Join the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday afternoon for the Empowered Kids series. It's two hours of programming geared toward our younger listeners and our young at heart listeners. We kick things off with Express Yourself Teen Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Then keep up with your favorite movies on Kids First Coming Attractions at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. The Empowered Kids series every Sunday on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Maleficent and Raising Dion, and right now, I'm going to be talking with Jada about the Adams Family. Welcome to the show, Jada. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, can you tell me, um, what is the Adams Family about? Um, well, the Adams Family, it, it's pretty much about this family who, in the beginning, this couple just gets married, and... Unfortunately, at their wedding, there's a riot, so they have to, like, leave immediately, and they end up finding, like, this asylum, and they decide to start their new life there, and they have two children, and the movie pretty much starts with their average life, and and that's pretty much where it starts. Okay, interesting. And so did this movie sort of get you into the Halloween zone and all ready for um, trick-or-treating? Yeah, it actually did. And it's just in time for Halloween. And it was like, it's a a really spooky and like a really spooky movie. And I thought it was just in time for Halloween. And this is probably one of the movies that I'll watch um, every Halloween if when it comes out on DVD, so I'm really excited for that. Awesome! This definitely will be the movie that I watch to celebrate Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and so, can you tell me um, a bit about the animation? The animation style was actually pretty average for this um, generation, um, but, like, I like the way how they kind of recreated the original characters from like the the original live action movie and if you were to like put both of the characters together from the animation and live action you could see like the characters clothing like their face facial expressions and i thought they did a really good job with that and especially with wednesday I really like how her pigtails, um, her pigtail braids stay the same, and I just really like the style of the animation. That's really cool. Yeah, it definitely looks quite fun. Definitely like Halloween style. Yeah. <laughs> and so, did you have um, a favorite character? My favorite character was um, definitely Wednesday because she had this dark sense of humor, but it was really also funny. And um, she she just has this tone of her voice, and it's not really, oh, yay. It's more, like, really kind of depressing, and I kind of just like that dark sense of humor. 
Okay. And so, um, is this movie scary at all? It's not actually scary. Um, me personally, I don't really get scared that easily, but I think that it it's more it's more comedy and humor than like super spooky Halloween stuff. So yeah. That's awesome. That's, like, my style of fun Halloween movies. Definitely not, like, any jump scares, so this is definitely on my watch Yeah, there's list. no jump scares or anything like that. That's great. What is your favorite part of watching The Addams Family? My favorite part, it's kind of hard because I liked all of it, but if I were to have to choose, I think it's when um, The Addams Family goes into town into the new neighborhood, and Pugsley, he kind of goes up to this little doggy, um, water, this dog water bowl, and he begins to, like, drink from it, and it's, I just thought that was really funny, because you could totally see they haven't really, they're not really, like, normal people, and that's, I, I feel like that's a really important part of being an Adam, and that really just, that made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds funny. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Maleficent, the Addams Family, Racing Dion, and Gemini Man. And right now I'm going to continue talking with Jada about the Addams Family. So can you tell me a little bit uh, more about the different characters that are in this film? I see they're quite a lot. Yeah, there's actually a lot of characters. Um... There's Wednesday, Pugsley, um, I really like Pugsley, um, and each of the characters, um, each of the characters, they all have this really different personality, and it really brings the film to life, like, you won't see all of the characters acting the same, they'll all have their different personalities, and it helps, um, the the people watching it understand like Wednesday she's not really she's not really social but she could make friends easily and Pugsley's kind of just like that that one kid if you know what I mean <laughs> yep I do and so um then can you tell me a little bit about the voice acting and whether it really contributed to the characters the voice acting um like, the voice acting really matched um, each of the characters' voices, in my opinion. And, for example, Gomez, he had, like, kind of um, a spooky voice, but it was, in a way, kind of relaxing and, like, kind of average and basic. And then Morticia Adams, she had her, like, her body language kind of matched with her voice. And again, with Pugsley and um, Wednesday, they both just had their own voices, and yeah. Very cool. And I'm curious, did this movie do another rendition of um, the Adams Family theme song? Yeah, it actually did. Um, during um, a little bit after the film, make sure you stay, because... They'll show you a little bit more of the Adam Family's um, theme song, and it and it's more of like a little remix. And I thought that was really cool, and it was kind of modern. And I really thought that added a, that pop it needed to it. 
Nice. Yeah, I remember I've never really seen too many Adams Family movies or shows, but I always know the Adams Family songs. So yeah. that'll be fun to see. Yeah, it's really catchy. I, I was singing it all day at school. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's definitely going to be stuck in my head, too. <laughs> and so um, what sort of messages did you take away from watching this film? After I watched this film, I think um, this helped me understand that um, friendship and like having a family is really important when you're forming a new relationship. And I feel like when when Wednesday was like, sorry, I kind of forgot her name, but Wednesday was meeting her new friend. Um, she like she realized her friend helped her save her family in a way. Without meeting Parker, she wouldn't have really discovered. Oh, my family's in danger. I need to help my family. So friendship could really help out when you're forming a relationship and when you're in a family relationship as well. Yeah, that's a really sweet message. And so, finally, Jada, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? Because of the dark sense of humor, I don't know if it's for younger ages, but I would say around the age of 8 through... I'd say 14 because it's it's a really it's a really funny movie except it has a little bit of dark sense of humor that younger ages wouldn't exactly understand but it would definitely be for like 8 to 14 year olds. Cool. And so what would you say the star rating should be? I definitely rate this film 5 out of 5 stars because it kept it really kept the generation of the Adam family going and it's entertaining people from the two thousands now and I thought that was really cool. So definitely five out of five stars. Yay, that's so great to hear. Well, it's been so wonderful to talk to you, Jada, and thank you so much for being here. Of course, it was nice talking with you. It was nice talking with you, too. And so be sure to check out the Adams Families in theaters today. I know I will. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Sonic Boom Season 2, Volume 1. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. 
For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've just been talking about the Adams Family, Maleficent, and Raising Dion. And right now, I'm going to be talking with Zoe about Gemini Man. Welcome back, Zoe. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. So, can you tell me, what is this movie about? Um, It's basically about an assassin named Henry who is running away because his own government is trying to kill him. And along the way, he meets a friend, and then he's, like, reunited with his best friend. And then it turns out someone who was, like, part of the the whole government problem was actually a replicate of himself. But if you are going to see this movie, I would definitely recommend to know what you're about to watch, because I got into the car after school, and my mom's like, we're going to see a movie and I didn't see any ads or anything for this, which I'm not surprised because it's basically, like, about shooting people, which is very violent. So, like, that first scene definitely startled me a lot. Oh, yeah, it sounds like an intense movie. But what did you think of the acting? I think it's pretty cool that Will Smith sort of plays two versions of this character. Yeah, I feel like Will Smith, he's just amazing in general. So to see him in this film was nice because I haven't seen him since Aladdin and that was kind of a while back not too long but also I love the replicate of himself because I didn't even know it was Will Smith because of the transformation that they gave him like I actually thought it was his son which was very cool to see um but yeah I felt, I felt like he just like he did a very good job of transforming into two people and all everyone else I feel like it was like, okay, so there's this bad guy, and he just, he was amazing, and I felt like he, like, his acting was very good. Awesome. Yeah, I, it's funny, because when I first saw the trailer, I think it was a while back, I thought it was Will Smith's son, too. I was like, oh, father and son coming together, but <laughs> it's not quite that way. But, um, so Zoe, what else can you tell me about these action scenes that you were telling me about? Yeah, actually, one of my favorite scenes is this action scene where Will's pretty much fighting himself because, like, the duplicate of him is 
on a motorcycle and they're kind of fighting. And I just thought it was very cool to see like Will on a motorcycle and him basically in action. And he's pretty much a Henry, which is what Will's he's that's what he's like his character. Um, he's supposedly like the best. So it was nice to see him like fighting and stuff. But the action scenes in general were very good. There was this one scene that I didn't really like, which was in this kind of cave-looking place. It kind of reminded me of the Pirates of the Caribbean because I saw lots of skulls and stuff. But I just it bothered me a lot. I don't know why. Maybe because just seeing Will fighting himself in the scene, it was just very confusing to see who was who. So I couldn't really say. I couldn't really see who was winning and who was losing. So that was kind of confusing. Okay, yeah, I see how that could get um, a little confusing. But did they do a good job of when there's um, two Will Smiths on the screen, keep making it seem as if, you know, they're both really there in that moment? Yeah. Like, honestly, I thought that was a different actor. I had no idea that was Will Smith. So I feel I, that's very important, too. Because, like, if you knew it was him... It kind of ruins the film, but that's like a nice surprise that you would not have guessed if you like just started watching. Yeah, that is definitely really cool. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Maleficent, the Adams Family, and Raising Dion. And right now I'm going to continue talking with Zoe about Gemini Man. So you were just telling me about all these cool action scenes. And so was there like really cool music to go along with it? Um, yes. But I feel like they could have brought more to that. Because with action scenes... I feel like music could, like, it could get very interesting, and they could have definitely played around with that more, but it's pretty much average. I did, like, the music, I liked it. At least they didn't have no music. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And so, what else can you tell me about sort of the visuals and the cinematography of the places that they go? Yeah, they actually travel a lot. I mean, if you're hiding from your government who is trying to kill you, that's really stressful. And I guess, like, you have to be moving from place to place. But I did love seeing all, like, the different towns and areas that they shoot it at because every place was kind of different. So it wasn't, like, the same location over and over and over again. Um, So that I did really enjoy. Okay, cool. And so is this movie, like, science fiction with... um like aliens in any sense? Um, now that you bring it up, not, no, not really. It was kind of predictable, which was like, I didn't really like, because like you could pretty much tell what was going to happen next and stuff, but there was no real, like, well, besides the fact that um, Henry's basically a duplicate of the younger self and i'm not going to say this because this is a spoiler but there is something else happening at like towards the end of the movie with henry and his duplicate besides the fact that they grabbed his dna and did that they don't really show any scenes of the scientists creating junior or anything so not really okay that's interesting so would you say this film is a lot more realistic um it is Realistic, 
if you're taught like human wise and like what's um their actions and everything that's probably why it's so predictable because i felt like they could have definitely did something different or just cooler but it definitely like it yeah it's very human like (laughs) and so um i'm curious if you liked the way that the movie ended and if it was a cliffhanger would you think that there might be like a second movie um I don't really see the huge purpose to create a second movie. Well, I mean, if they were, that would be pretty cool. Hopefully, they could kind of, like, make it more interesting. But with the way this one turned out, I really don't think it just needs a sequel or anything. It's pretty much okay by itself. Nice. And did you like the way that it ended? Do you think everything resolved well? Um, yeah. The way that it ended, it was interesting i do like everything that kind of happened in the film leading towards the end there were some like sad moments here and there but i feel like that's why the comedy came in which i did really enjoy as well because like in some dark areas of the film it definitely lifted the mood and if you're doing something dark as killing people you definitely need that humor and stuff yeah, I definitely love it when um, these sort of action movies have, like, drops of comedy throughout. It lightens it up. and makes it, I feel, like, all of the more enjoyable. Yeah. But, yeah, so what would you say is one reason that, or, like, the main reason someone should go watch Gemini Man? Um, probably because of all the cool action scenes, and I don't... I don't even remember a film talking, like, about assassins and stuff like that. So if you kind of like that dark vibe, you should definitely see it. It's, it's cool to see what they can do and stuff and, like, all the other characters. Yeah, and so, um, finally, Zoe, what would she say the age range and star rating should be? Um, the age range would probably be from 13 to 18, obviously, because of the very intense scenes and adult as well. And eh, I'd probably give it a three out of five stars. It was definitely not a favorite for me. Okay, well, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you, Zoe, today. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Yes, of course. And so be sure to check out Gemini Man in theaters today. Thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, KidsWorld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Sonic Boom Season 2, Volume 1. I'm Sahiba. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great rest of your day. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.